blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we've got an international affair for everybody. In one corner, she brings that trivia thunder from down under. But if you make fun of her Vegemite, she turns into cranky. Frankie Mitchell. Frankie, please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Hi, guys. It's true. I get very cranky about my Vegemite. Um, I am a teacher. I'm a mum. And I don't play a lot of trivia out in the world at the moment because we're still in lockdown. So I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you guys this morning. Yes, we exactly. Morning for you. It's uh, very late for our other contestant. It's not quite late for me, and it's uh, early afternoon for John. Uh, but yes, Frankie, you've been on the show before. We are super excited to have you back. And you are going against a first-time contestant in uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown, but you might have heard his wonderful voice in a lot of other trivia podcasts. Hailing from the land of locks, it's Eddie. I eat my haggis with neeps and tatties. Lewis, Eddie, please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello. Uh, I actually can't stand haggis, so I don't eat it at all. But if you're going to eat it, neeps and tatties are traditional. Uh, hi, I'm Addie from Dumfries and Southwest Scotland. Uh, by day, I work in finance for local government. By night and any of our random odd hours, I do lots and lots of trivia. Uh, mostly online these days with my trivia team. Uh, no better social distancing than the Atlantic Ocean. It's, yeah, um, yeah. working, trying to sleep, and lots of trivia. That's a, that's about it, really. All right. Well, I know, I mean, John and I, we've both vacationed up in uh, the UK, and we both have had haggis with neeps and tatties. I like it. I'm not going to lie. I think it tastes good. I thought it was fine, yeah. All right. Well, let's all learn the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Okay, now that we know the rules to our little game, I want to get to know Addie and Frankie just a little bit better. And so I'm going to ask y'all, besides anywhere in, I'll say, any of our countries, besides Australia, besides, we'll just say, all of the UK, and besides the United States, where is your either your favorite place or your dream place to visit or go on vacation? So pick, pick a vacation spot, and I will uh, decide who goes first based on which one I want to visit. 
it's an easy one for me. <clears throat> okay. My favorite place to travel is Japan. I've been there three times, twice with my husband. Sorry, Eddie, and <laughs> once by myself. <laughs> um, I would go there in a heartbeat again. I can't wait to take my two little kids when we can travel again because it's just the best place to go. Wonderful. Good food, good people, good fashion, good stuff to see. Yeah, easy. That, I think. Uh... I think you definitely took what he was about to say. Actually, how far is that flight from from you, Frankie? Uh, it's about nine hours from memory, so not oh, too that's long. Not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. not terrible. So, all right. Well, you can't do Japan now. You got to pick something else, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, since my nom de quiz is the quizzing Ronin, the Ronin being a masterless samurai. Yeah, I'm a big Japanophile. So yes, I was absolutely going to say that. So I'll say the favorite place I've actually been to, which is Norway. Norway, absolutely stunning. Uh, country getting to do a boat rides on the fjords um see some of the beautiful gorgeous scenery the people are amazing um obligatory <laughs> monty python reference i suppose i am pining for the fjords too but in the sense of going there whilst i'm still alive well japan has some gorgeous countryside as well uh, norway might have the edge on that but I would say all of the other things and the food options and the just the insanity and the coolness of Japan, I've got to give this one to Frankie. And I think I think uh, even Addy agrees on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. So. All right, Frankie, that means you get to start off our game by picking your category. Great. Um, I'm going to start with food, please. Okay. Can you tell I haven't had my breakfast? I'm talking about food constantly. <laughs> <laughs> on the brain. And your decade is the 70s. We got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. These mints were first introduced by Italian company Ferrero in 1969 under the name Refreshing Mints. But in 1970, the name was changed uh, to this, which resembles the distinctive sound made by, made by them in the package when it's opened and closed. That was, I bumbled through that one and I can read it again. No, I got you. I just didn't know Ferrero made mints. The noise when you open and close them. Thinking like a rustle or a crackle. Um, but I've never heard of these. Big fan of all their other products. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Rustlers. Rustlers is incorrect. Addie, you get a chance to steal. Uh, probably not going to be able to. Would you mind repeating the question? I can. Uh, these mints were first introduced by Italian company Ferrero in 1969 under the name Refreshing Mints, but in 1970, the name was changed to this, which resembles the distinctive sound made by the package being opened and closed. I, I'm only really, the only Ferrero product I'm really aware of is Ferrero Rocher, uh, which is absolutely not a mint. I'll just take a random stab again based on the sound of packages. It clicks. Clicks is close but incorrect and maybe it's probably because i use the word package and not container because it's a tick and a tack that uh, is the sound where they got the name from really that so tick I, I i've got tic tacs in the house i did not know that ferrero had or used to ba yeah back in, i don't i don't know if they still do but that's when they were they were introduced by ferrero wow okay so all right no points awarded uh eddie which uh category would you like I will try toys and games, please. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. 
These toys were constructed of a pole string base and a doll with foam wings. When the doll was inserted into the base and the string pulled, it would launch into the air, spinning its wings like a propeller as it flew. They were eventually recalled after 100 injuries were reported, ranging from temporary blindness to facial lacerations requiring stitches. I was reading about these fairly recently. I think these are lawn darts. Lawn darts is incorrect. Oh! Those were very dangerous, and I think they probably got recalled uh, way before the 90s. But uh, Frankie, do you uh, can you steal this one? I can't think of the name. I can think of the doll, and you pulled it. At least that's what I think you think you're talking about. And it, the wings would open up, and they were like the coolest thing when I was at primary school. But I can't think of what they're called. I'm just going to say Flying Fairy. Flying Fairy is good guess, but incorrect. Yeah, no. So they were, I mean, they were like tall, slender, kind of female looking and their arms were wings. And when you spun them, they, or when you pulled the string, they spun and their wings came out and they were called Sky Dancers. Never heard of those. And can I ask the the viewers to please forgive the extreme stupidity in thinking and forgetting the word doll as part of the question. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Right. Sure, that's probably not the biggest mistake I'll make today, but... Well, yeah, 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 you stuck to the injuries, and lawn darts are very well known for injuries. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, hey, well, no harm, no foul. foul. Two questions down, two questions uh, unanswered. But let's get things going. Let's get some points. And Frankie, which category would you like? I'm going to go with fashion, please. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. This shampoo, popular in the 70s, came in pink bottles and had a unique scent. It was described as smelling like a combination of chamomile, bubblegum, and sage, which is likely why they named the shampoo this phrase. Oh, boy. This is, this is a tough one. I, <laughs> I yeah, so. I'm glad it's tough. I feel like my brain hasn't woken up yet this morning. Bubblegum, sage, and chamomile? Pink puddle. Um, no, I, I don't even have a guess for this one. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Not a problem. Eddie, do you think you know your uh, your shampoo from the 70s? Almost certainly not. Um, the, I'm going to just name... I can name a shampoo, which at least has something vaguely connected to the answer in it. I'm just going to gonna say Herbo Essences. I'm sure it's wrong, but... Herbo Essences is incorrect yeah so it's got a terrible name for the shampoo but maybe if you uh googled up the picture it might look familiar to me that's what happened to me once i saw it uh it is called g your hair smells terrific that's the name of the shampoo g your hair smells terrific yeah nobody knows All well right. i mean it started bad and it kind of tailed off towards the the middle and the less said about the end of that the better Yes, you've got to keep moving on. And, and it's extreme internet kudos to anybody who actually gets that reference. That's a quote from something. Okay, copy that. Uh, all right, Addy, which uh, category is left? Uh, I will try movies. And we're staying in the 70s. Okay. Before becoming the most Oscar-nominated actor or actress of all time... In her first feature film, this actress worked alongside Vanessa Redgrave, Jason Robards, and Jane Fonda in the 1977 film Julia, two of whom also won Oscars for that film. 
Uh, could you repeat that, please? Yep. Before becoming the most Oscar-nominated actor or actress of all time, in her first feature, this actress worked alongside Vanessa Redgrave, Jason Robards, and Jane Fonda in the 1977 film Julia. Okay, that year there is throwing me because I thought I had the answer to this, and it turns out I don't. Um, because I was fairly sure that she was in something earlier. Simply because I know she's been nominated, like, I think, 22 or 23 times. I'm just going to say Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is correct. Well done. I thought Deer Hunter was earlier than that. Um, triple checking right now. But, but I mean, I know it was in the 70s, but I thought no, Deer Hunter was 78. And, oh, OK. Uh, yep. So, yes, her first uh, her first feature was 77. Julia. I I once wrote a quiz round on on uh, on bit on massive losers. And I very uncharitably included Meryl Streep for having 18 failed Oscar nominations. Yeah. Despite the fact that she has three victorious Oscar yes. nominations. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 good. She's, she's fantastic. Good. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, we got some points. Woo, excited about that. Uh, but Frankie, you're going to follow up with some more points and you just got to tell us which category you want. For sure. I am going to choose... I'll choose slang. It always goes either way. I'll give it a shot. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. In the 60s, teens would use this term we typically associate in the fashion world with eating hastily. Oh, I'm going to say... Scarf. Yes, it is to scarf down your food. All right, well done. All right, we are back to Addie. Hmm. Uh, I will. This is getting a bit harder now. Um, I will try news and politics. And we're going all the way up to the two thousands. Okay. This area, which has been the subject of of a dispute between India and Pakistan since 1947 suffered a terrible earthquake on October 8th, 2005, killing about 80,000 people. I'm going to hope that that's Kashmir. I almost put in a Led Zeppelin reference, but you didn't need it. It is Kashmir. Or maybe a Seinfeld reference. reference cause <laughs> no, both of those would probably have been lost on me, but fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you got it. You still got it. All right, Frankie, left, we have music, TV, sports, and literature. I'll go music, please. Okay. You sounded very uh, <laughs> hesitant. And we're headed back to the 60s. To the 60s, okay. In 1961, this doo-wop-style vocal group cashed in as they spent three weeks atop the Billboard Hot 100 chart with their song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Mm. I love that song. I have taught it to my preps before. It's really cute when little kids sing it, but can I tell you who did the original? I don't think so. A doo-wop group. Um... No, my brain is definitely not working this morning. Um, I'm going to say the, I'll say the four tops. I know that's so, so wrong. I mean, it's at least in the right genre, but it is incorrect. <laughs> Addie, you get a chance to steal. 
Uh, I don't think I can. I know that the clue here is cashed in. It's going to be an answer to something to do with money, but uh, that doesn't really help me out. I've got nothing. I'm going to have to pass on this. Yeah, you did pick up on the cashed-in clue. I mean, it's still a bit vague, uh, but they are called The Tokens. That is the name of the band. That's kind of a okay. tough, even a tough clue. I was having trouble exactly which one to get. So, all right, no points there. Uh, Addy, which, uh, between TV, sports, and literature, which one would you like? Um, possibly a mistake, but I will try TV. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. 80s. Okay. Another question from Jackie LaFave. This television sitcom premiered in 1988 and ran until 1998 with a total of 247 episodes. Candace Bergen starred as a recovering alcoholic who was also a female investigative journalist and news anchor. Could you repeat, please? Yep. This television sitcom premiered in 1988 and ran until 1998 with a total of 247 episodes. Candace Bergen starred as a recovering alcoholic who was also a former investigative journalist and news anchor. Uh, this... Yeah, I knew it was category was a mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I know sorry, it's a very, very yeah. American TV. I was hoping, yeah, I, I kind of took a chance that maybe because of the nature of this episode, maybe this wouldn't be too American. We were, but... tr- I had tried to put in some more ones. That's you're fair. just not, you're not landing on it. <laughs> no, that's, that's entire. I, I, I fully believe they're there. Um, I know that if it's if that around for 10 years and it must have been fairly big. There's one that I think it might be, but I can't pull the name, so I'm just going to have to pass. Sorry. All right. Passing to Frankie. Yeah, this is my sweet spot. I was glad to hear this question because I love this show. Um, It was Murphy Brown. It is Murphy Brown. And they even uh, had like a revival in 2018 uh, on CBS for... uh, uh, for one for a, a one season, and then it got canceled. So yeah, it, right. it wasn't so good. Some things that <laughs> in the past, I think. <laughs> yep, I wholeheartedly agree. All right, so Frankie gets the steal, and you get to pick your category. There's just sport left, isn't there? Uh, and literature. Then I will definitely take literature, please. <laughs> <laughs> and your decade is the fifties. Okay. This fantasy novel was written in 1950. It's the first of a series consisting of seven novels in which the main feline was totally supposed to be Jesus. Oh, I just finished reading this to my daughter, actually. Um, We've been choosing books to read to her to try and get her to fall asleep. And my husband and I were so sick of reading picture books that we've started choosing books that we enjoy so at least we're getting some enjoyment out of the bedtime process i think this is the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe and the first novel is the lion the witch and the wardrobe so yes good job awesome all right that leaves sports with addy and maybe we'll land on one of those international questions but probably not (laughs) well his decade is the 70s the 70s, it's definitely a nut. Okay, <laughs> this American tennis player became the first black man to win Wimbledon when he defeated Jimmy Connors in July 1975. Tennis is my wheelhouse, fortunately. Uh, that's Arthur Ashe. 
It is Arthur Ashe. Now the namesake of Centre Court at the US Open venue at Flushing Meadows, which is going on uh, right now, and oh, which I was watching earlier on before this recording. Oh, so that, <laughs> so. All right. Made that very easy. Yes. All right. Well, good. I'm glad we get some sports. That, that was my sweet spot. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you please give us a score update? All right. Well, Addy tied it up with that last question. It is 30 to 30. All right, let's see if we can get a couple more international questions coming out here. And to since Frankie started off, Addy, that means you get to give to Frankie first in round two. Um, I do, and I will. Uh, I will go for music. Okay. And your decade is the two thousands. Name this music brand starting in two thousand and one that produces family-friendly cover versions of pop songs and related media sung by children. Oh, I've seen these before. They're pretty terrible. <laughs> but what are they called? I'm thinking it's something like Kids Bop or... Yeah, that, I'm going to go with Kids Bop because that's what came to my mind first. Kids Bop with a Z is correct. Kids bop. <laughs> if I managed to get Frankie music question, I would actually have no one in <laughs> trying to avoid the getting the category. Because uh, yeah. I've, I've done quizzes which have, which have done like entire rounds of, ki of kids bop covers of songs. <laughs> they range from really quite accurate to how can you reasonably consider this a cover of that song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Oh, so. All right. Frankie, good job getting the music question. And what would you like to give Addy? I'm going to give him sports. All right. I figured since yeah. I knew you didn't want it, you didn't want yeah. him to give it to you. <laughs> I thought he was going to give it to me, so I should have kind of give it back to him. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. All right. Your decade is the 90s. The 90s. See if things are in your wheelhouse still. Hairpin, back alley, flick, smash, and kill are all words associated with what sport that was added to the Summer Olympics in 1992. Um, could you repeat that, please? Possibly slightly slower. <laughs> I can, but for you're doing effect. it in the style of the dramatic effect, but yes. I might need him a little bit slower so I can actually. Yes, fine. You want to actually do real trivia? All right. <laughs> Hairpin, back alley, flick, smash, and kill are all words associated with what sport that was added to the Summer Olympics in 1992. I should know this. Um... I have a feeling it's, I'm not confident that this is it was, I'm sure it's probably added earlier, but I'm going to try volleyball. Volleyball is incorrect. Frankie, you get a chance to steal. Yeah, you said 1992, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That is yeah. when it was uh, added to the Summer Olympics. Which is actually quite a while ago. I was thinking of some of those sports that were added to the Tokyo Games. It sounded mm -hmm. like they might fit, but 92. Two was quite a while ago. Hairpin, back alley. Seemed quite aggressive terms. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess hockey. Hockey is a uh, the best sport ever, but it is incorrect. John, do you know this one? I actually think I do. I believe this is badminton. Yes, it I is badminton. That that came to mind after I gave, gave the answer that I just gone through that. Similar right movements, but just a yep. long sport. All right, all right, uh, Addy. Which 
question would you, or which category would you like to give to Frankie? I will try food. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. Uh, we've got a question from Chris Haas. Thank you, Chris. This lemon-lime soft drink was branded as the Uncola in its advertising campaign that began in the late 1960s and lasted more than two decades. The Uncola. Um, I'm thinking of some of the ones we have here, but I don't know if you guys have them over there. Um. Um, lemon, lemon lime, you said. Yes, this lemon lime soft drink was branded as the Uncola in its advertising campaign. So, I'm gonna say Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow is incorrect. Yeah, close one though. All right, Abby, you got a chance to steal. Okay, I figure this is one of two. Uh, it's gonna be <laughs> so. Cosmic coin time for. Um, <laughs> it's either going to be. I feel like it's either going to be Sprite or Seven Up. I'm gonna. I'm sure probably flip the coin wrong, but I'm gonna say Seven Up. Seven Up, which is known for its advertising slogan "Make Seven Up Yours," which is more recent. It used to use the Uncola advertising campaign, so it is Seven Up. Good job, Addy. All right, he gets the steal, and now Frankie, you got to give him a category. I will give Addy news and politics, please. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. On June 18th, 1983, NASA astronaut Sally K. Ride became the first American woman in space when she launched with four other crew members aboard this space shuttle. Could you repeat, please? Yes. On June 18th, 1983, NASA astronaut Sally K. Ride became the first American woman in space when she launched with her four crewmates aboard this space shuttle. Well, I knew that Sally Ride was the first woman in, first U.S. woman in space. Um, instantly, the first British woman, uh, Helen Sharman, went up before the first British man. Um, Appreciate that trivia. That's awesome to throw in. Yep. I sh- um, should have done a question on her. <laughs> um, I don't know the name of the shuttle. Um, I am just going to have to take a pick at one. I'm going to chance Endeavor. Endeavor is incorrect. Frankie, you get a chance to steal. Yeah, that was going to be my guess too, because like Addie, I've heard of Sally Ride, and I feel like a really bad woman that I don't know this. Um, <laughs> You're not a bad woman. You're awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't think it's an Apollo. I'm going to say dis- mm, Discovery. Discovery is incorrect. Now, I'm sure it would really help if I mentioned that in 1986, this space shuttle oh. had an unfortunate disaster happened. But back in 83, it was used for missions. It was the Challenger. That was in my head as well. Yep. I didn't know yep. how much Challenger was used before it blew up. Yep, yep. It uh, had its first one. This was actually the second mission uh, was Sally Ride's mission. but So it had one earlier and then Sally Ride's. And then a couple actually on its 10th mission in 86 is when it uh, blew up. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Okay. Uh, Addy, you are now picking for Frankie. I will try Toys and Games. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. 
this railway-themed game came out in 2004, and the goal is to get the most points by creating long chains of railroad systems. I think I've played this with my brother once, and I really liked it. I don't know if I mentioned last time that no one ever wants to play board games with me. I love them. Um, that's why I had children. I was waiting for them to get big enough to play with me. Um, that is that is the exact point for children, I believe. Yeah. John, you did the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I had kids. Why would you go through all the other pain before <laughs> beforehand? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride is correct. Had I known that, I might not have given you that category. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. It's a fantastic game. Eddie. Yep. Frankie, don't worry. If you ever come to the U.S., come to my house. I got plenty of board games. We can play all the board, oh, all, the, all the board games all weekend. John's got every single one. Oh, <laughs> my <pretty> dream. <laughs> yep. All right. So Frankie got some points, but now, Frankie, you get to pick for Eddie. And left we have movies, TV, fashion, slang, and literature. I'll go with literature, please. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Published in 1979, Demon in a Bottle is a nine-issue story arc about this Marvel Avenger who is battling with alcoholism. Um, I don't know this, but I know that the actor who played him in the MCU has had uh, well-known issues with substance abuse, and I believe that's translate that's translation to the character as well. I'm hoping that that might have been the case earlier on in the character's life. It wasn't just something added for the MCU. I'm going to try Iron Man. Iron Man is correct. Yes, uh, Tony Stark had uh, this yeah very famous you know dark issue with uh, with alcoholism. Uh, comics push boundaries back in the day. It's pretty awesome. So, and I will always include them in my literature. <laughs> They are absolutely they are absolutely a valid form of literature. Yes. Thank you. Other people on the, who have done uh, trivia with us, like they don't they don't they they hide away from the comics and I'm like, "No, screw that. I I, I drive into it." A graphic novel is still a novel in no yeah. sense. It's 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 a form of literature. It's fine. Yes, very true. Uh now, I think my um uh my I think I had a hustler question. That was less <laughs> literature <laughs> at one time, but uh, anyway, Let's go with... You only read it for the articles! <laughs> yes, of course! Love the articles. All right. Addy, you are picking for Frankie. Uh, so I am. I will try slang. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Okay. Sailing towards ecchymosis is the more scientific way to say this highly aggressive 50s slang. Can you read that again, please, Ed? I can. Sailing towards ecchymosis is the more scientific way for this is the, is the more scientific way to say this highly aggressive 50s slang. Can you spell that word that I can? That's uh yep. It's E C C H Y M O S I S. Ecchymosis. Sailing towards ecchymosis. I thought it might have been a, like a surfing reference perhaps, but Something highly aggressive. Hmm. Um, towards ecchymosis. Highly aggressive. Just say blow up. Blow up is incorrect. Addie, you get a chance to steal. Sorry, could you repeat the question one more time? I can. 
Sailing towards ecchymosis is a more scientific way to say this highly aggressive 50s slang. Um, don't, I'm trying to work out what the etymology of ecchymosis is. Sailing towards journey. I'm, I'm going blank here. I've got nothing. I'm going to have to pass. Okay. All right, John, you want to give this one a shot? Not even a little bit. Not even a Well, would it help if I said ecchymosis is a scientific term for a discoloration of the skin resulting from bleeding underneath? Nope. AKA bruise? Cruising for a bruising. Cruising for a bruising. <laughs> yes. There. <laughs> Good one. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Uh, where are we, John? Because I forgot. I have no idea. I'm also lost. <laughs> John, I think. I think I yeah, uh, Addie's picking for Frankie. Yes. Yep. All right, Addie, you are picking for Frankie. Oh no, I'm choosing for Addie. Oh, oh, that's what I said. Yeah. That's not what I said at all. But that's, t- <laughs> that's totally what it is. All right, Frankie, please pick for Addie. Um, uh, movies, TV, and fashion don't have too much left. That's, that's right. Yeah. I'll go with TV, please. And we're staying in the fifties. Robert Young starred as Jim Warren, head of the Warren family, in this sitcom that ran on television for six seasons starting in 1954. The show actually began as a radio series running from 49 up until its TV debut. I'm going to need you to repeat that, please. Sorry. Yes. Robert Young starred as Jim Warren, head of the Warren family, in this sitcom that ran on television for six seasons starting in 1954. Uh, the show was actually a radio series from 49 up until 54. Oh, this isn't saying a lot to me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. Um, I'm sure it must have been 40. This is probably a ridiculous answer. I'm just going to say what a TV show. I'm just going to say Leave It to Beaver. Leave It to Beaver is incorrect. All right, Frankie, can you take it? I don't think I can either. I keep thinking more of 70s families. Um, could you read it for me one more time? Sorry, Adam. No, not a problem. Never, never need to apologize. Robert Young starred as Jim Warren, head of the Warren family in this sitcom that ran on television for six seasons starting in 1954. And it was a radio program uh, from 49 up until 54. Yeah, that's in and out, but all. <laughs> nah, I didn't think so. I'm just going to say, as the world turns. As the world turns is incorrect. This is a tough one. I don't think this is a super popular, definitely not a popular show that gets replayed very much anymore, even in the States. And I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't go across the Atlantic or the Pacific to either of y'all. Uh, it is Father Knows Best. Father okay. Knows Best. Okay. All right. Well, this time, uh, Eddie, which one between fashion or movies do you want to give to Frankie? Or which one, think about it, which one you want to keep for yourself? Yeah, I think I'd rather have movies to myself, so I'm going to give, Fra- give uh, Frankie fashion. Okay, it's in her wheelhouse, though. But It is, but... See? But I, get, I totally get <laughs> what you're doing. All right, and your decade is the 80s. The 80s. Princess Diana was probably the most photographed, scrutinized, stalked, judged, and hounded woman of the 80s. But all that attention didn't distract her from turning out stunning looks day after day. What was Princess Diana's maiden name? 
little curve. That's not really much of a fashion question, but still. <laughs> I mean, she was a fashion icon. So was. what was her uh, maiden yeah. name? I think, I'm just going to think about it for a second so I don't stuff it up. Yeah. We were I all think... colonized at one point, so we should all know this. <laughs> I think she was Diana Spencer. Spencer is correct. Awesome. Good job. That's the question I gave over. <laughs> yeah. Every time, Daddy, every time. <laughs> hey, you totally uh, would have had that one. Yep. That, I mean, it's no guarantee, of course, if I got it, then it, it would have been the same decade. So, yeah, that's true. just. That is too funny. Yes, from a, <laughs> from a, a UK citizen. <laughs> what had that one? All right. Left is movies for Addy. And what category is he going to do? Well, he's going to do movies. That's his category. Well, oh, you know what I meant. What decade? Come on, John. <laughs> uh, he's going to do the 80s. The 80s. In 1989's The Little Mermaid, Ariel is helped by this singing and dancing lobster voiced by Samuel Wright. That would be Sebastian. That is Sebastian. Well done. Fairly simple-ish one to end us. And that is the end of round two. John, what is our score update? Adam, we got a barn burner. It is 60 to 60 going into the final round. Woo, that's right. It is a tight one. That is exciting. I am very curious to see what will happen in our final round. And so uh, let's get things started. Well, well, let's see. Uh, since Frankie, since you uh, won our... Uh, since you picked Japan, like the cooler place to visit, I will let you pick first as to what category you would like to have happen in the first of our two categories for the final round. I think I'll stick with fashion, please. Okay. And the decade will be the 90s. Okay. And Eddie, which uh, category would you like to be added to our final round? I will go for movies, please. Okay. And that decade will be the 2000s. All right. So, Frankie and Eddie, I would like y'all to put down your wagers based on 90s fashion and 2000 movies. I'm having a slight bit of PTSD from last time. I did some yes. wagering on this show. <laughs> the t- I'm yeah. Panic. Um, okay. Wagering is a fickle mistress. Um, <laughs> okay, my wager's locked in. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going to start off our questions in the 90s of fashion. This actress, best known for The Cosby Show and A Different World, owned an eclectic look in the 90s that gave off a bohemian, free-spirited, hippie rocker vibe. Could you repeat, please? Absolutely. This actress, known best known for The Cosby Show and A Different World, owned an eclectic look in the 90s that gave off a bohemian, free-spirited, hippie rocker vibe. And the 2000s movies question. Name this 2008 Guy Ritchie film starring Gerard Butler, Tom Wilkinson, Tandy Newton, Mark Strong, Idris Elba, and Tom Hardy. Can I have that question again, please? Yes, you can. Name this 2008 Guy Ritchie film starring Gerard Butler, Tom Wilkinson, Tandy Newton, Mark Strong, Idris Elba, and Tom Hardy. All right. And I'm going to do my quick little thing here while our contestants are thinking about their answers. I am going to mention, uh, check out thebfopnetwork.com. It has got 
some of the best nostalgic podcasts you could ever hope for, and some of the best hosts. You know, me and John, you'll hear us on multiple shows. We're awesome. You obviously like us enough to listen to Throwback Trivia Takedown. You'll probably like us enough on Blast From Our Past podcast, and maybe me on Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast. And um, John's also potentially got another one in the works coming out. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Eh? We'll see. Okay, maybe. So anyway, for all your nostalgic podcast needs, go to beefupnetwork.com. All right. Frank, you're ready. Do either of you need uh, one of those questions repeated? Yes. Can I have the fashion one repeated, please? Yes, you can. <clears throat> this actress, best known for The Cosby Show and A Different World, owned an eclectic look in the 90s that gave off a, a bohemian, free-spirited, hippie rocker vibe. Sorry, Adam. Could you tell me the actors in the movie just one more time? Absolutely. Gerard Butler, Tom Wilkinson, Tandy Newton... Mark Strong, Idris Elba, and Tom Hardy. I've got my answers for what they are. I'm sure they're... Yeah, me too. All right. All right, we are going to uh, get Frankie's answers first. Frankie, how about you tell us your uh, 90s fashion answer of who had the eclectic look and your 2008 Guy Ritchie film? Um, I think the 90s fashion uh, icon was Lisa... Bonet. I think that's how you say her last name, um, with the the long uh, plaits or, or um, dreads in her hair. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. And my movie's answer, I I feel like I should know this one, and then I just got stuck between two Guy Ritchie films, and in the end I've said Snatch, but I, I don't think that's the answer. All right. Eddie, what were your answers to our uh, eclectic fashionista and our 2008 Guy Ritchie film? Well, the fashionista, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm aware of the Cosby Show as a thing. I don't know if I've ever even heard of A Different World. Um, and I know that it is. I know that it's wrong. I simply said Winona Ryder for lack of, just for someone who was in the 90s. I know it's not that. I very much doubt she was on Eva, and if she was, she certainly knows what, what she's best known for. Um, the Guy Ritchie one, I was better on. I was slightly concerned because I thought it might have been on the shelf behind me. Uh, there is at least one. Uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is on the shelf behind me. Actually, the DVD was actually in my cupboard behind me. It's the one he did after Snatch. Uh, it is <laughs> It is called Rock and Roller. And I swear, yeah, I, I had that written on my page before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had that written I before. I didn't, I didn't look it up afterwards. No, that's, I, I, it, it's absolutely, it's, it's rock and roller. It's the, okay. Uh, that one. All right. Well, our 90s fashion question who is the, uh, she owned the, the, uh, the eclectic look and she was on the Cosby show and a different world is Lisa Bonet. Which uh, which are Frankie got and Addie missed, and the 2008 Guy Ritchie film is Rock and Rolla, which Addie got, but Frankie missed. So y'all got your own categories, but the other did not fail. You failed to get the other category. In so classic throwback trivia takedown style. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, nobody gets their wagers, but we got to find out what happens in the game, and so we needed to know what did y'all wager. Let's start off with Addie. Uh, it's hard to wager when when it's a tie because obviously they, you know there's you know there's no a covering bet doesn't really work. I could have gone for champions bet zero, but in the end I decided to go all out except for I don't want to actually finish on zero, so I bet fifty nine. 
Okay. And Frankie, what did you wager? Well, I shot myself in the foot last time by betting zero. And this time, <laughs> I just bet it all. <laughs> oh. oh, John, tell us this monster score. Do the math. <laughs> With a final score of one, 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 one to zero, <laughs> Addie is the winner. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yes. What a game. Oh, uh, that's the kind of outcome I like. Yes. Close game for it. We got the same number of questions. We actually got the same number of questions right in every round. That's true. Yeah, y'all did. You're, you're tied the entire way, even even in our final. That was awesome. Just a little little shift in the betting, the and, littlest you could have. And even if you actually look at the order in which we actually got the points, it was we were going on runs of neither of, of questions going dead. Yeah. One of us would get one right, and then the other one yeah. would get it yep. immediately afterwards. <laughs> so true. No, it does not get closer than that. Uh, other than a tie, but that was an awesome game. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I know in these crazy uh, time zones, shifts that we had to figure it and make it happen, we really appreciate you all doing that. Uh, so, Frankie, how about you start us off? Is there anything else you want to mention? I have to give a shout-out to my husband. It is Father's Day here at the moment, oh. and I have left <laughs> my husband with two very hangry children. <laughs> to open his presents, make his own breakfast while I shut myself in the study. So big shout out to uh, Paul Stokes. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I will yes. make it up to this afternoon. Um, and thanks to you guys. It's been really sucky here lately. Um, we have just, I think this is lockdown number six. We're into like mm. 200 and something days of being stuck at home and having trivia from you guys and all the other trivia podcasts that we listen to is just a little bit of escape and something to get through each day. So thanks a lot to you guys as well. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Frankie. We really, really appreciate you listening and joining for the episode. And uh, Addie, as our monstrous winner today. <laughs> towering score. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I've been a, long, I've been a listener to your show for, for ages. It's an absolutely wonderful show, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, being on. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to my, my trivia team, uh, No Better Social Distancing Than the Atlantic Ocean. Too many of you to actually name at this point. We're a bit of a hydra that lots of, about 20 odd people have joined us at some point over the last year and a half. I mean, with trivia in the pubs, you know, being being out of the picture, uh, trivia online has is what's kept me sane for a lot of this time. And so enormous thanks to, to my team for, you know, for doing it with me and to everyone for who's actually produced content in that time as well, which includes podcast guys like yourself, you know, you're doing a fantastic service and you're doing it for in many cases free or essentially free. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yes, it was awesome. Very true. All right. For John, I'm Adam. And just to anger him a little bit, I'm going to say the word literature. And this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown. Thank you for listening to throwback trivia takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.
I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. Heyo. And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.